gonna get his damn computer always being broken? Why is everything breaking on me? I'm just freaking out. We gotta start the show and I'm freaking got a computer virus on this damn computer. I'm sick of this crap. Ah, ah, I hate this freaking computer. Ah, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? We gotta make a monologue video. Oh my God, I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I know we gotta start the damn show. But I'm sick of this crappy computer. Always freaking getting internet viruses. Why do you always have internet viruses? All right, guys, I'm Primetime 99 Alex Time. We got a great show, Ezra LeVan, and um, we got some other crap going on. Uh, I don't even know if anything's gonna work. Everything has a freaking virus! Would I make time for you lames? At all costs, cause I'm a boss. I'ma break them off, yeah, gotta break them off. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Primetime with Alex Stein. I'm your host, Alejandro Stein, and we have a fabulous evening planned for you. But before we get started, I want to introduce our esteemed guest. He's, you know... Uh, he's the head of Rebel News. This guy kicks ass. Uh, he's uh, uh, a true patriot. And uh, I really want to get into all of the uh, drama that a lot of his Rebel News guys are causing. So we welcome on the one, the only Ezra Levant. Ezra, how you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me here. I'm a little terrified. Yeah, tell him what you just said. I have to cut you off. He just said, this is what he said, and I'm going to cut you off. But tell him what you said about Glenn Beck. This is insane. I did 90 minutes with the boss today. I felt at ease the whole time. Mm. I've been terrified of your show all day. Mm. I've been stressed. I was sort of secretly hoping you were going to cancel nope, on me. Nope. So that I would have an excuse to cancel on you. I, I am extremely out of, out of place and out of sorts, uh, but I think I'm in good company. I think most of your guests are unwilling guests. Is mm -hmm. that accurate to say? Yeah, that's accurate. A lot um, of them are. It can be. You know, uh, under false pretenses. Sometimes, yes. Lost a bet. Yeah. So, we had to uh, ambush interview. I did, I did nothing wrong to deserve this. So I I don't know why I'm in the punishment chair. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I managed to there. I managed to kill two minutes already. So just 58 to go. All right. Well, you're getting there. But as the boss of your company, what the hell do you do when your equipment fails on you? You're ever in the field, your computer dies on you and you need it the most. What do you do in those uh, stressful situations, Ezra? You know, I, I, what you did there was very cathartic, but mm -hmm. I, uh, you know, uh, are you using protection? I mean, what is you, that? Uh, no, a condom? You're getting all these viruses. <laughs> yeah. oh. Have you thought, I mean... Uh, do you think it's some of the people you're hanging out with? I think it's the targeted ads. I, me and Jason Whitlock are really tight, and we have a similar uh, search history. And what, the reason why I bring up Jason Whitlock is he's one of the biggest broadcasters here at The Blaze, a personal friend of mine. But he's in a little fight mm. with one of the top sports broadcast, the top sports yeah. uh, uh, talking head, Stephen A. Smith, the head of ESPN. Have you are you familiar with that? I situation? am. Let's take a look. Yeah. Okay, let's play a clip of our buddy Jason Whitlock talking smack to Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith is the Kevin Hart of the sports media. <laughs> Smith is a plant. Disney and ESPN installed Smith at the top of the sports media world because his inadequacies as a journalist make him easy to control. When you don't earn a position, your loyalties go to the handlers who installed you. But then at the end he says, what they're not telling y'all is I only play one game because I cracked my knee. <laughs> and then, so, look, look, I'm not good at math. That's, math is not my strength. I was a writer, and, and, you know, I struggle. I use both my hands and toes to count. But walk me through this and walk yourself through it. One and a half points per game. How do you average that in one game? <laughs> <laughs> is there a one and a half pointer in Division II <laughs> basketball? So How do you funny. do it? He's got him. He's got him. Done. He burned him right there. Okay, so now let's Stephen A's response. I allow this to be a reflection on my character because this is not how I act every day. But I mean it from my soul when I say this is the worst human being I've ever known. <laughs> All because he made fun of his scoring average in college. Worse than Jason Whitlock. He is a piece of shit. <laughs> He's the dude that's going to have a funeral. And what? Ain't gonna be no Paul Bell. <laughs> what? 
might be two people to show up. <laughs> He's right. that dude. He is the absolute worst. I hate this bastard. <laughs> Not even. Far more than a little bit. He is the worst human being any of you. Well, what do you think that? What's your initial reaction? I, I'm terrified. This is far more serious than I thought it would be. Well, as you know, we are welcoming on our esteemed colleague, the one, the only, Jason Whitlock. We have him live in studio. So Jason, tell us a little bit about your beef that's going on with you and Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Bitch from Stephen A. Bitch. Stephen A. Snitch. What do you think about him calling you out? He said he wants you to die and... Call anybody out? What do you want to say to Stephen A? Real quick, because he's... Everybody's toss-up, but Barkley's first and foremost. And you're not on top of anything. Oh, so you're saying Stephen... You're saying Stephen A. Smith is not as good as Charles Barkley as a broadcaster? Not even. Not as good as anything. What about Stephen A. Smith's sexuality? No, he's not married. They say something could be weird there. What do you think about that, Jason? He's a born bottom. He's a born bottom. What does that mean, Ezra? Have you ever heard that term? I don't know what he's born talking bottom about. Yeah, I have no idea. This is, he's using no. words that confuse me. And this guy is a writer. He's smart. He's actually educated. He never scored over more than 10 points in any game. You're talking about Stephen A. Smith. He only scored 1.5 points, apparently. Well, so, well, well I'm, I'm trying to... Round it up. You're rounding. Yeah. You're giving the benefit of the doubt. He's giving the benefit of the doubt, but we want some like. We're trying to get I clicks mean, on the internet. Say something he, controversial. He, 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 hey, Alex. Yes. Alex, what if we bring up college or anything? We bring up the clip know. where uh, Stephen A. Smith says that Jason Whitlock is a murderer. Oh, play that clip. Play <laughs> yeah. that clip, and then and then get, say something after this clip. Now watch the clip. My name for Jason Whitlock is religiously Cain. C-A-I-N. <laughs> you see, a lot of black folks, we talk about how we're the original man on the face of this earth. Well, that means Cain was the original murderer because he's the one, according to the Bible, who killed Abel. Jason, what do you have to say about that? We can't play basketball and work a damn. <laughs> any other sport. The only thing he plays well is the flute. <laughs> <laughs> I found this guy on Craigslist, Ezra, and it's been fighting words. The worst words. The worst mistake I ever made was. Beef is getting out of control. It is getting. It's getting very spicy. Okay, now we got to end this bit. Say one last thing so we can get things going on. Gonna stomp you out in two minutes or less. You wait until I see you in person. You fucker! <laughs> okay! <laughs> Don't break the camera, Jason. Don't eat the camera. You already have enough pizza and corn dog. Yeah, seriously, I'm so sick of the way you eat this corn dog here. This is how you oh, should eat the corn dog. Oh, come yes. on. Ezra, this is how we eat no, corn dogs. Come yes. on. Yes, yes, watch this, Ezra. Have you ever seen this? This is a, this, I have not, I this is a Canadian oh, style. No. Canadian no. style corn dog. No. Yes. Yes. Oh. Yes. That's a Canadian style. Oh, I think you're finally gonna get your Pulitzer, Alex. No, is that, am I gonna get my Pulitzer Prize? <laughs> that's yeah. that's really Oh my, I can't this, believe you let him do Stephanie that. the way Stephanie A. Smith does it. Oh my. It's like that. <laughs> I saw the video. This is illegal in Canada, what we're doing here. <laughs> this is 100% illegal. Oh Trudeau would have us. Uh, oh. but, but actually, that's not true. The prime minister does blackface. Isn't that worse than ketchup face? That's, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Well. <sighs> Ezra, I know you made a huge mistake coming on this show, but... <laughs> what I, what have I done? Yeah, you've done a lot, and uh, Rebel News, you guys are going to get canceled. But let's, let's talk about Rebel News. What happened to David Menzies? David Menzies has a bit of your spirit in him. He's him not, and I are peas in a pod. You know what? <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. It's just a little bit. Yeah. But he's, he's, got, he's a character. He's got a sense of humor. He loves pop culture, and he wears that fedora, which most men cannot pull off. Yeah. He encountered our deputy prime minister the other day, which is like your VP. Yeah, of course. And asked her a couple of questions. No big deal. I mean, she could ignore him. But instead, a bunch of her bodyguards jumped him and charged him with assault. Is that what they actually charged him with? Because I kept seeing the video. I kept seeing everybody sharing it. But they said they charged him with actual assault. He never touched her. He That's never what touched I, her. One of the bodyguards. Is verbal assault a charge? The, what? 
if you believe the cops, they, they, he assaulted the cops. He assaulted the bodyguards. One of the bodyguards ran up into, uh, it, it was like a, a sports, you know, if it's, it's like a soccer player faking an injury. One of the bodyguards ran up behind him, was gently brushed by Menzies. And did a flop? Like a flop? Absolutely. No. Instead of saying, oh, I'm hurt, he said, you assaulted a cop. I'm a cop. They handcuffed him. They slammed him up against the wall. He's 61. Yeah. Too artificial. He's very spry, but he is, still, he's he spry. There, were, there was half a dozen cops on him yeah. immediately. Then they frog march him to a police car, tell him they're going to charge him with assault. He waits in the car for a while. And then the weirdest part what? is they drive away, but they don't take him to the police station. They just dump him off in some school parking lot and say, find your own way so back. So they didn't charge him, in thank the end, God. They, in the end, they dropped the charge. But oh, the whole thing goodness. was on tape. Yeah. It, what, what irked me about it, I mean, the arrest was bad, mm -hmm. but immediately, that video has 15 million views. Oh, it's in two quadruple days. viral. And I, think yeah. it, I think I know why. I mean, arresting a journalist for asking a question is not the Canadian way, even under mm -hmm. Trudeau. But then the instantly you saw the cops lying about it, gaslighting him, said, Oh, you definitely assaulted him. Oh, you were totally aggressive towards him. And I don't know if they forgot the camera was rolling, but it, I think it was the lying that made viewers say, what did we just see here? No, that was the most egregious part because the cops are literally acting like they were a victim. Or I got the impression that they were saying that the prime, the uh, deputy prime minister, is that the right yeah. term? Yeah. I thought they were saying that she got assaulted, but they kept on saying, assault, assault. And I'm like, he didn't even touch anybody. He didn't assault anybody. He did literally, guys, not, didn't even touch anybody. He kind of held a microphone kind of near a person, but uh, really had her personal space the whole time. She, she never complained. Yeah. She never stopped. She never stopped walking. She never said, help. She didn't say anything. She walked by with a smirk as she saw him being arrested. What, what scares me about that interaction is the cops lied like it was second Like that. Like, like they had done it a hundred times, like they were a tag team. I'll say this lie, you come in with that lie. Don't tell me this is the first time that they stitched a guy up like this. It's probably just the first time it was caught on video. I, I have to say, my, I mean, for most of my life, I was a super pro back the blue guy. Mm -hmm. I just assumed the cops are the good guys. There's a lot of bad guys in the world. What I saw during the pandemic lockdowns in Canada, and then what I've seen in the political shenanigans like this week, I got to say they are testing my pro-cop uh, ideology. I, I, I'm becoming more like Michael Malice all the time. Well, Michael's great. I mean, he's a real anarchist. But tell me this. I mean, when you see the trucker lockdown and the trucker protests, I mean, wouldn't you have almost lost, and I know you mentioned that, but wouldn't you almost have lost your faith already after that? I mean, how do, you, how do we gain trust back in the system? You know, everyone can respect the truckers. They're hardworking people. They're Number one job for non-educated college people. I think it's a high school educated. Long so, hours. And by yeah. the way, what do you do in the truck? You listen to you listen to music, radio, you to talk music, radio, yeah. talk radio, podcasts. I think truckers are some of the best informed people out there. They may not be the best formally educated, mm -hmm. but a trucker knows his current events because what else is there to do? They're constantly changing the station well, <laughs> or on satellite radio or whatever. But, yeah. but the reason the truckers protested is because Trudeau ordered them to get the jab. Why? Other than lighthouse keepers, there's no one more solitary than a trucker. Yeah. Why are you doing that to them? And so when these truckers had a big convoy, it was the most peaceful Canadian protest you ever did see. It was just, a, I mean, the, the worst they did was... They were was cooking hot their, dogs, yeah, weren't they? They, they were bouncing I mean, castles <laughs> and hot tubs. It was minus 20. It was so cold. Oh, my God. Yeah. Trudeau invoked uh, the Emergencies Act, which is a kind of martial law, wasn't even invoked during 9-11. He put oh, the country under martial law. He seized hundreds of these truckers' bank accounts. He threw people in jail. For, in one uh, lady who was sort of the leader of the movement, 49 days in jail before trial. Gosh. And, and imagine being a cop carrying out those... You know, they drummed out a lot of the good cops because they brought in the jab mandate. And a lot of cops said, you know what? I don't want that. I don't trust that. I don't need it. I'm a healthy guy. So anyone who was a critical thinker, a contrarian, an independent thinker, let's call him a right-winger, would have been pushed out of the force because of the jab. Who's left? Conformists, ideologues, nanny states, the, the pro-mask kind of folks. Mm -hmm. I think they purged from the armed forces and from the police. A lot of critical thinkers and independent thinkers using the jab. They were happy to kick them out of the army. And oh, the you police. think they were happy about it? You don't think that the they're... Government, oh, they were thrilled to get rid of... See, I think that they're... And I, I could be wrong, and you are right. This is like a, a beta test to see, you know, who would conform the most. But I think they're kind of worried about all the people, all the NYPD cops that are retiring. And I mean, don't you well, think... Yeah, it's causing a huge problem now because yeah. they, they're losing all the talented guys. Yeah. Same thing. It was the same way for pilots. 
I mean, oh, the, oh my gosh, let's talk about that a little bit, though. I mean, the DEI, you know, I do think us conservatives, we're going a little crazy. We're saying it is DEI's fault that the door plug fell off. But then I saw a video of Alaskan Airlines doing a transgender drag show. And I'm like, maybe we aren't so crazy for saying the DEI is making these planes fall apart. No one cares if you have an affirmative action case getting a sociology degree. You're not going to have someone who does sociology wrong and it leads to a bridge falling. But yeah. there's certain things like an engineer, you know, you know, uh, engineers, at least in Canada, I don't know if it's in the States, they all wear a little iron pinky ring. You ever seen that? I've not, I've not seen that, but well, I mean, the I like in Canada, every, when you become a professional engineer, I don't know if it's a thing in the States too, you get a little iron ring. Yeah. And the story behind it is a bridge collapsed because it was poorly engineered. And it's a reminder that you How carry with How important engineering yeah. is. And yeah. it's sort of a cool, I mean, and, and you can't just buy that ring. You gotta earn it, you gotta study, you gotta take the test. Merit counts when you're building bridges, when you're doing brain surgery, when you're a pilot of an airplane, when you're building an airplane. Sociology, who gives a damn if, you, if you're a DEI grad? No yeah. one cares. No one can tell. Yeah. No one can tell. But what's terrifying is this DEI is, is dissipating into the entire, not just the economy, but I don't want a plane made by DEI grads or piloted by them, but... That's what Boeing says they're doing. That's what yeah. They're that's what that's that they're putting that the first and foremost of their company mission statement basically is you know diversity, equity, and inclusion. Which listen, I know that you want people to be included. I, I want them to hire some black people. I don't care, but they're, they're taking it too far. You know, they're making it the most important thing in their whole entire company before safety, before what matters the most to the customer. You know what? I don't care what the outcome is. It could be an all-black yeah. uh, crew or an all-white crew. I just yeah. want to know that these folks know how to fly. Exactly right. A merit-based system. Uh, I'm I'm worried about it, and and I think it'll take a plane crash uh, to wake oh, people up. But they'll cover that. it up. They'll 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 come up with an excuse. They well, they said the black box. They don't have the black box from this. Yeah, you know what? I, I I think so much rides on it. You know what? I, I think about sometime. Remember a few years ago. The, the giant cathedral in Paris, this ancient cathedral. Oh, yeah, Notre where Michelle Dame. Obama was drinking wine while I was burning that's down. A, like that, yeah. That's almost a 1,000 years old. Yeah. It's, it is the living history of France. And it, it had so much fire suppression technology, it had full-time firemen assigned to it. Yes. Like you don't have to call them. They had their like, own fire department for it, yes. And, and those timbers were centuries old. They were practically petrified. Can't recreate you, you it. You can't just light a match and burn a timber like this. My theory, and this is pure speculation, you could call it a conspiracy theory, but this we is We love those thinking. here. We love conspiracy theory moment, tinfoil hat moment. Go ahead, Ezra. Who would want to burn down the, the most important uh, Christian church in a France? A Satanist, do you think? Maybe, but I. But if you look at a lot of terrorism in France, it's from Islamic extremists. Oh, of course, yeah, an Islamic terrorist. Yeah, is, yeah, and there was an investigation. Before the investigation was done, they ruled out terrorism. Before the investigation was done. That's how you done, know, Ezra. If whenever they rule it out, whenever they say it's not that, that's and, what but they, it is. But it wasn't even done. The fire wasn't even out there, and they ruled it out. And here's my thinking behind that: if it had been revealed mm -hmm. that it was Islamic terrorists torching one of the most important religious sites in all of Christendom. Yeah. That would have so fractured everything. It would have caused such social unrest, political unrest. The president of France would have fallen, that they would have lied. They would have covered up that secret with, like, if, it, if that were if the that truth. that was the case. I don't know what the truth is. Yeah. I, I know they announced the truth before they finished investigating, but anything, they would have done anything to hide the truth of it. If a plane crashes because of a DEI engineer or a DEI pilot, I promise you, they will do anything to, re to withhold that fact from the world because that would be such a cataclysm like finding out the terrorists torched the Notre Dame Cathedral. Well, and I agree with you because we were recently in Iowa. Jimmy, my idiot producer, Jimmy, come on screen. He's such an idiot. No, he's terrible, Ezra. He went hey. to Princeton. He thinks he's really smart. I am. You, you do think you're smart? Look at him. Look at this ego on this guy. He doesn't yeah. even know how to barely tie his shoes. And uh, I uh, Ezra, I sent him to gay conversion therapy. He's one of the most successful cases at Mike Pence's gay conversion therapy. <laughs> so tell him how much you love Mike Pence. I love him a little less because of gay conversion Yo, therapy. Oh, that's true. See, he passed the test. See, I told you. Now, would he be able to go out for dinner with Mike Pence without a chaperone? Yeah, that's this time, move. He, I know. He doesn't go out one-on-one -on -one with women, not his wife, without a chaperone. He has to have a chaperone. Yeah, 
Well, actually, no, Jimmy goes out sometimes without a chaperone because he's, the, you know the woman from that Mother Effer's Not Real, the woman that had the meltdown yeah. on the plane? She was on your show. That was an amazing get. Jimmy named his baby after her. That's how we got it. Jimmy tweeted to her the one good thing he's ever done for this show. He tweeted and said, I'll name my unborn baby after you. Really? And it, the baby was born seven days later, and now baby Tiffany. So thank you for yeah, sacrificing. That was a hell of a get, by the way. Well, that was she, That's I our biggest was, get. Well, she Ezra, was terrified. Yeah, she was my wife was pissed. Okay, but real quick, but I want to go back to make my point because then we can go back to making fun of you jimmy so iowa we were in iowa and uh the narrative we knew who the shooter was like immediately the internet found out yeah. they're looking at the tiktoks they knew that there was some weird thing but because there could have been an ounce of this is a lgbtq yeah. Yeah. issue they were just radio yeah. silent yeah. and so you're right like if there is something like that and they could blame it on dei they could blame it on the medical system, you know, I say a lot of these shooters are probably on, you know, medication. Like, they don't tell us what they were on. They hide all that because they don't want other people to be, I guess, influenced by the truth. You know, uh, my eyes, I'm, I'm, I'm up in Canada, but I've, I've been aware of Alex Jones for years. Oh, he's, he's the best. We love Alex, yeah. But my, and I was always interested in him because he's a natural storyteller yeah. and entertainer. and He's got high energy. And he's he's crazy. And he's a, he's a voracious reader of everything. But my, my views on him changed forever when I watched his documentary on the Bohemian Grove. Have you ever seen that? Was that was great, yeah. That's this sort of weird, secretive, cult-like camp for In California, grown-ups. guys, every year they go out, the ex-presidents, the current presidents, and then they do a, a they, they sacrifice to uh, a big a mullock, a big owl in yeah. the middle of the night. And, uh, and they have Alex these Jones. strange like rituals, dull care, like and this voice, and you really feel like you're in... Um, you know, Eyes White. Sh- Stanley uh, yeah. Kubrick movie. Yeah, yeah and, you're right. And the thing is, there were rumors about this, but Alex went in, and this was before everyone had a cell phone, so to sneak in a camera, it's harder. he yeah. sneaked it in, and it was a little blurry and a little sideways, yeah. but he chased it down. He followed the facts wherever they led, and I'll forever know that about him. And, and think of the Epstein stuff. No, he rumors, was the rumors. first oh, of talking yeah. about people on an airplane doing bad stuff. And... And the thing is, everyone said that's not true. That's a conspiracy with you. Well, will you look at it now? And so many things we're learning that we learned from Fauci, the six feet of separation. Yeah, yeah. It was just made up. No one knows <laughs> where it came from. That didn't even make sense. It was made yeah. up. Well, you knew that was made up because some, some countries are like 12 feet, 10 yeah. feet. I mean, there's no uniform, you know. And, and so, I, I don't know. I mean, what I said about the, the cathedral was obviously speculation, but we don't have a, a convi- we don't have a convincing answer. It's the same thing like that Vegas shooter. Yo, Who's my that? God. They, why don't we you, know? That is very weird. What are the motivations? Why why can't we know? I always ask myself that, Ezra. Why can't we know why he was there? Or the motivations or the trans uh, shooter in Nashville's manifesto? I mean, or, or now the, the Fed who uh, uh, Ray Epps. Yeah, yeah, I know he gets a probation, probation. a year. Everyone people else getting, is serving a decade. And literally, people that didn't even go in that were around are getting like six months. Nobody would care if they gave them a real misdemeanor charge. You put them on probation. They didn't have to go to jail. But they're throwing the book at people that did the least damage to the entire capital. And and you know what? When every institution seems to be in cahoots on censoring these things, especially social media companies. I'm telling yeah. Elon Musk. Oh, that's why we want to say this, because uh, he said the jab a couple times. It is safe and effective. We love you, Dr. <laughs> Fauci. Everybody go get a booster at CVS. Go to CVS.com and find your local booster location. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, well, actually, sorry. We got to get to some business. We oh, got to yeah, do let that. Me, let, me, let me play the commercial. All right, guys, listen. Blaze TV is debuting the second episode of our docu-series, Blaze Originals, where Glenn, our freaking leader, guys, the commander-in-chief, He traveled to Liberty County, Texas, to give you the real story of Colony Ridge. Uh, Colony Ridge is growing fast, extremely fast, at a rate of about 200 people per week. Lots per week. What does that mean? Like lots of lands, like like basically an acreage of land. Okay, so let me... For like a house. Okay, so at a rate of 200 lots per week. And based on what Glenn and the Blaze Originals team observed firsthand, the overwhelming percentage of residents are Spanish-speaking non-citizens. Glenn spoke with the developer, John Harris, and while he stated approximately 35,000 people live there, the local officials contradicted him, estimating the actual population is more than twice that. If nothing is done about this, there will be hundreds of thousands of people living in Colony Ridge in just a few years. We are at a tipping point in America. With 400,000 children in the U.S. foster care system and a quarter of those awaiting a forever family, Christians must step up. This is Jack Graham, senior pastor at Prestonwood Baptist Church, inviting you to Chosen, a summit addressing these urgent needs on Saturday, April 13th. 
Chosen will empower churches to begin foster care and adoption ministries and equip families who are adopting or fostering. We have great speakers joining me, including Sadie Robertson Huff and Governor Greg Abbott of the great state of Texas, along with dozens of breakout sessions. I urge you to join us and help make a difference in the lives of these precious children. Register at Prestonwood.org chosen. And that's where you come in, guys. Blaze TV couldn't have traveled there to get you the real story without your support. This documentary is only the beginning of our Blaze original series, exposing corruption and what's really going on in our country. And we can't do these productions without your help. That's why if you aren't already subscribed to Blaze TV, go and subscribe right now for $30 off your annual subscription by visiting blazeoriginals.com and use the code Colony Ridge. In this episode, guys, Glenn addresses all the rumors and brings you the truth in Colony Ridge and how it's uh, specifically targeting illegal immigrants to take up residency there. So how is this uh, new favela-style development impacting basic utilities and services like water, sewage, and the local school systems, you may ask? Is this even legal, you may ask as well? And would you believe me if I told you that Colony Ridge could fundamentally change the political landscape of Texas and even the nation forever? Colony Ridge poses an enormous threat to the future of our country. And again, we could not have made the, this the real story of Colony Ridge without your support. So if you want to see this episode, future installments help support the work we're doing by visiting blazeoriginals.com today and subscribe using the code Colony Ridge for $30 off your annual subscription. Okay, and then now, we got a quick... Play, uh, the, play the video. Yep. I've heard this a lot today. Everybody's on the take. Everybody, like the cops? You think Every, Texas no, not DPS? The no, 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 not the cops. Politicians, all on the take. That's not true. There's no, what can they do for me? Like, what? Come on, <laughs> come on. Okay, uh, yeah. So sure. So, Edger, how is illegal immigration affecting Canada? Nobody's fleeing to Canada, or are they fleeing there? Like, I see those Muslim people are going there, and other. I mean, no. Yeah. It's announced that Canada will be the first country in the world, crazy enough, dangerous enough, reckless enough, insane enough, to take refugees from Gaza. No! He's taking Palestinian refugees? Absolutely. You know, there was a poll, there was a poll done in Gaza after October 7th. 75% of Gazans say they absolutely support Hamas. 75%! It's probably more than that. It's well, gotta be. Well, people, and, and this, is, this is like, you know... They say that Hamas was elected into Palestine. I mean, if you believe that, you're smoking. Well, they were, like Hitler, they were elected once, <laughs> yeah. and then there were no more elections. <laughs> exactly right. But the thing is, who would choose who comes from Gaza? Well, the parts that's still controlled by Hamas, Hamas would choose. Yeah. And when you say, well, do you have a criminal record? Well, let's check the Hamas government computers. Nope. Like, how do you vet someone? <laughs> what database? How do you vet someone coming from a Hamas-controlled terrorist camp and why is why is trudeau like what does egypt know that canada doesn't know what is saudi Arabia? not a single arab country yeah. will take migrants from gaza but trudeau will i find that extremely dangerous wow i didn't realize that he just announced that i mean just announced that i mean you see that illegal immigrants are getting free health care in california and you see now the whole landscape like even colony ridge is talking about now in texas white Anglo-Saxon, whatever the proper terminology is, is the minority. Hispanics are now the majority in Texas. I think it's like 43 to 41%. Colony Ridge is well-named. It's coming to colonize. I mean, if you've got 100,000 folks who aren't even citizens, that is, I mean, this is colonialism. It is colonial. I mean, how? Oh, that scares hey, me. Hey, Alex, what? I think this is the perfect time to bring up that San Francisco clip. We're, oh, we're going to pull in D-block. Yes, okay. Uh, so this is what Canada is going to look like. So, I don't know if you saw this. This is San Francisco. At their city council meeting, they agreed to a ceasefire. Like, that is going to affect... Somebody in San Francisco is going to be able to affect what's happening in Gaza. What are these people smoking? I guess they do smoke weed there in California. You know, I think uh, Benjamin Netanyahu is going to see this video and say, damn it, I guess I better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I better. You look at this, though, and you think, is that 2021? What's with the masks? Every bloody one of them is wearing a mask. Yeah, there's 2024. They're crazy. No, they're full crazy. But okay, but, but let's let's talk about this though. And, and you know, obviously, Ezra, you're a, a Jewish man. You know, you're going to stand with Israel no matter what. But 
when this when it comes down to it, you have to hate what's happening there, right? I mean, I know that the terrorism, I, I mean, on October 6th was disgusting, but I even know this. You know the people of Israel probably don't love that they're just, you know, people are dying right there right now, do they? I mean... You know, obviously Israel doesn't want war. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, war no was choice. brought to them. Yeah. And the, the thing is, the war is from a terrorist group. It's not even by another country. Mm -hmm. No other country has invaded Israel in decades because Israel is very strong. Yeah. And those countries, you know, there's some checks and balances. Uh, they wouldn't be insane enough to have an invasion of Israel. But when you're a terrorist group that melts into the civilian population, that has underground hidden tunnels for your bases, you love shooting at Israel because you know that they can't shoot back because you're hidden, embedded in apartments and schools and hospitals. We've learned that every single hospital in Gaza has a Hamas bunker in it. It's not by accident. It's because they say, win-win. We're yeah. either here and they don't shoot at us, or when we're here and we us. do shoot yeah. at us. You know, I, I, um, war is hell. I was in Hiroshima recently. And, you know... Uh, Where we dropped the atom bomb, yeah. Yeah, and... You know, I, I was on the same Did trip. Did you eat the sushi in Hiroshima? Does it have any radioactive? You know, I, they I, say it's fine. Our, our friend Gavin McInnes made a tweet the other day. He said, compare Detroit and Nagasaki. And Nagasaki's probably way better than Detroit. You know, Hiroshima is Im immaculate, impeccable. It's, yeah. it's political culture is what it is. But you go to Pearl Harbor and you realize that 3,000 people were killed in one day. Mm -hmm. Most of them were soldiers. And, and look what happened within less than four years. That one bomb killed... You know, immediately tens of thousands, and over the course of a month, about a hundred thousand. Um, and it was a deliberate drop on a city. Yeah. Now there were some soldiers that were killed. I learned that there were twenty thousand Korean slave laborers in Hiroshima. When it, when they Japan had slave laborers. I didn't know that. Huh. And and I went through the Hiroshima Memorial and, and Museum, and it'll break your heart. I don't care how tough you are, how funny you are, how cynical or sarcastic. You go through that Hiroshima museum and you see the pictures of what happened to people, you'll be sick. You, I, could, I couldn't watch it all. I couldn't look at it all. And, and you think, is that right? Is that wrong? If there had to be an invasion of Japan, the estimates would be there would have been a million casualties. Oh, yeah. And when you do a Pearl Harbor sneak attack like that, You've started a war. Was America? You tell me. Was America wrong to drop the bomb on Hiroshima, and then and then a few days later on Nagasaki, they killed between the two cities a quarter million people. Well, they had to retaliate for Pearl Harbor, but you're not going to like what I have to say. I think they probably knew they were going to attack Pearl Harbor, and they wanted a, that as a pretext to. But I don't think they wanted it as a pretext to necessarily drop an atomic bomb. But this is what I think is a conflict. Okay, well, for, put a, put aside that. How about firebombing Dresden? No, that's terrible. But th this is my but, point. But is, it, right, is that how war works or not? Well, that is exactly how it works. But that's that's why I'm I'm so anti-war, and so that's when I see, and and obviously I'm on Israel's side. But when I see that the government. They make more money from the military-industrial complex, and that they're going to benefit on both sides of this conflict. Like the both sides of Ukraine. I hate it. I hate the war in Ukraine more than you do. I'm saying it makes me be like, why? Why are we even? And, and, and I get look, it. Look at how it's destroyed. Let's talk about Ukraine because yeah. maybe that's less charged. Oh, oh. Yeah. well. Before we get into that what, rant, what? this super chat's about to expire. What the, is it, Jimmy? Ezra and I are having a serious conversation. I, I, I finally. Know, <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Uh, from Michelle Sullivan. Hi, Alex. This is Michelle, Ronnie's Asian mom. LOL. Thank you for making oh, my does. daughter laugh. Oh, that is Michelle Sullivan. Yeah, Michelle's great. Yeah, she's yeah. half Japanese. Oh, maybe that's why she sent the super chat she's talking yeah, about. Yeah. We were talking about Japan. Yeah, thank you. For no, but let's talk about Ukraine. I mean, caption contest. We're not with the caption contest. Do we have a caption yeah, contest yeah. this show? Yeah, I've just I've been trying to that find a good spot fun. to interrupt. Let's okay, let's. This is a good one. You'll like Jimmy's this, Ezra. An idiot. This is my favorite one. So that's Alex signing into a congressional logbook. He just signed Ooh. penis. That's me inside. That is me in Congress. Yeah, that's 100% real. So that was, I was there on Tuesday evening in D.C. And uh, Did you legally change your name? <laughs> no, that I'm getting in trouble that's for That's a hell of a bet to lose. But notice I do the in like that. So in case they come at me, I said, oh, I was doing poois, peewis. You know, they're not penis. <laughs> that's but, a lot better. Yeah. So, well, I don't know, but just legally. Your honor. I don't want them to, I don't want them Your to honor, say, that's a lot better. Well, they're going to say, oh, you wrote that on Nancy Pelosi, or she's not there anymore. But I wrote that on AOC's uh, thing. They're going to say, oh, you're really sexually harassing her. But they already say that, so it doesn't matter. Okay, let's play the captions. All right, GGOT. Jimmy writing his wish list to Santa. That's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. And gay conversion therapy joke. They know the lineage. All right, yeah, we yeah, like they... that. Um, at Cats and Guitars. Jimmy, hey, 
You wrote down my favorite thing in the world. Jimmy, I'm starting to notice a theme. I like these. I really, really like these. Cats and Guitars, 1867. You are my favorite. Thank you, Cats and Guitars. Okay, oh my gosh, is this third one going to be as good? AOC. Ah, I see Hunter has been here. Usually, he writes it much bigger, though. Oh, I like that one. But I thought it was all about how you like penis. Okay, now the fourth one. Please be making fun of you. I'm going to check At penis. Tim Damn Star, it. They just assumed that was Mayor Pete. Well, that's true. The gayest mayor of all time. We love uh, Mayor Pete. You know uh, you know Pete Buttigieg, our transportation secretary? He got to take, like, what, how long did he take? Three months off of maternity leave? Much more than my maternity leave. No, but listen, and then Jimmy, then my idiot producer, Jimmy, tell <laughs> Ezra how long you took off from maternity leave when you had that baby out of your uterus. <laughs> out of my uterus? <laughs> well, that's why I'm asking you that, because why does your wife take off two months and you need to take off two months as well if it didn't come out of your uterus? I mean, I, I, technically, it was two weeks. I'm not good at math, but... I'm not either. That's what it felt like two months being here without you, and that's no homo. But wow. I, that's what it felt you like. You guys really care for each that's other. That's really nice. No, I don't care for him at all, but I depend on him. I need him. He does a lot of my dirty work, Ezra, and without him, <laughs> these hands get muddy, and that's not a good situation. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, Jimmy, what were you saying, though? But what, what were the, the caption contests? We're going to go one, two, three, four, let them vote? Yes. I think number two is my favorite. I love number yeah, one. Yeah, there was a lot of... Ezra likes number one. Well, there was a lot of, like, Jimmy likes penis jokes, but I figured two was enough, but... See, that would have been so funny if you would have done all four Jimmy loves penis <laughs> jokes. I would See, I, after number two, I spoke too soon. I was like, oh, my gosh, because when you said, oh, I'm going to love the caption contest, I thought it would be the, cap, you know, the captioners making fun of your small penis or how much you love penis the whole time, but then you... You switch it to normal stuff, so that was a L on you once again, Jimmy. You messed up. Well, one, two, three, or four, vote in the chat. We'll announce the winner at the end of the show. Okay, so Ezra, let's seriously talk about. Let's solve these geopolitical problems sure, right yeah. now. We've got twenty minutes. I think yeah, that's what I'm saying. We can do it in twenty minutes. We can solve it right now. We know that these military people, all they want to do is, you know, this is this is my point. I'm on Israel's side, but it makes me sick when they show Lindsey Graham or somebody get a bomb and they autograph the bomb like it's some cute thing. Uh, listen, I'm I'm with you, and 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 what's going to be the outcome of Ukraine? You smash the country in half. You've lost territory to Russia. You've, you've lost hundreds of thousands of lives. You've got eight million uh, refugees, and, and it's rubbled. And what, and for what? And I'm not, I'm not taking Russia's side here. I'm yeah. just saying whatever the, you know, whatever the alternative- Russia's as corrupt as they come. I mean whatever the alternative was, was the alternative worse than this? And, and what, the reason I say all this is because it's well reported that there was an agreement, and actually Israel was helping to to bar, to, to negotiate. Facilitate yeah. yeah, yeah, I saw that. And they were letting him meet in Israel, didn't they? Ask him to meet in Israel. Because Israel has lots of Russians and Ukraine. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. The, it was sort of like this neutral turf. Yeah. And and according to all reports, it's not disputed. Boris Johnson, the former Prime Minister of Britain, was dispatched to scotch the deal. That would have... Oh, he was sent to cancel the deal. Yes. I, I didn't hear that. I remember, oh, yeah. I remember there was times where he met with him and then they showed him, I think, and in for Ukraine. What? And so, and yeah, and he was the ex-prime minister at the time, in, I believe. In the more than a year, how many lives were lost? How much territory was lost? How many bombs were exploded? I mean, w imagine the minefields that'll be there for a, a generation. What was gained? And, and do not think that I'm taking Russia's side here. In fact, who who has hurt the most? Ukraine and a whole generation of young men. You know, there's a stat, you can find it online. Russian men born in 1923. Most of them, most did not live through the war because I mean, think about what age that would make you. And the Red Army was like lambs to the, it was like cannon fodder. Same thing with the, with, the, with the Confederacy. A whole generation of young men, lead, anyone with charisma or leadership was wiped out. It took a generation to replace that dynamic. And same with Ukraine. You've destroyed an entire demographic Multiple cohort. generations. Right? Yeah, the I mean, average I mean, age yeah. in the Ukrainian army now is in the 40s. You've, you've destroyed the youth of your country. And, and I'm not condemning Ukraine. I'm just saying... Why did you let that peace agreement slip through your hands? Did you get anything better for it? And of course this applies to every other conflict too. And yeah. of course, but, but I want to ask you, if you have a terrorist group whose literal charter, the Hamas charter, that's what they call their yeah. constitution, it doesn't say we want a state. It says we want to destroy the Jews. It, it's hardwired to kill yeah. Jews in perpetuity. You can't split the difference with those folks. A ceasefire means regroup.
Yeah. Like, what do you do if the, I mean, Germany had to, and J Japan had to be smashed into an unconditional surrender. And then after the war, Germany was denazified. Like, it wasn't just enough for them to surrender. They had to purge the Nazi ideology from the country. These really are like the Nazis. No, okay, so my rabbi, John Gross, he's my best friend, and he said this theory, and I mean, he said this is obviously probably impossible, but he said in the 80s, I forget which rabbi he was talking about, but there was a rabbi that said they should have paid every uh, Palestinian a million dollars to get out of Israel. He said that probably would have solved it, but now it's a little too late. Well, you know, and that, that, that's what he's saying. He's like, Alex, we're going to have to have a war. It's just too late. You know, there's, there's certain things in history that have that feeling to it. I mean, I'm sure you've been to the Lincoln Memorial, and, and all the blood and all the treasure that's... Uh, that slavery gave to America was repaid in the Civil War. Can I tell you a story along those lines? Yeah, please. And this is something, we're talking about quirky little historical facts. You know, the British Empire, I mean, there was slavery in every continent. There's slavery right now in Libya. <laughs> right yeah. now they have slave you trade. You see that movie Apocalypto by Mel Gibson? One of the best movies ever, And yes. you ever wonder why he made that movie? I, you know, I see all the conspiracies that he, you know, you see those six pictures of his movies, like Braveheart, The Patriot, and I, I don't know why Apocalypse. Here's my theory. Like, like just for your viewers who haven't seen it, it's an incredible movie. It, it could be called 1491. It's the best movie. It's about a guy running through the... the it's about a, an Aztec, the, yeah, right? Yeah, Aztec. And you got the pyramids, yeah. and you're showing the, the sacrifices and the cutting out the hearts. And, and they're the doing slavery. ritualistic murder to people, and this oh, guy yeah. escapes. And, it's so great. And then the, it's just an incredible... The costumes, the setting, and it's all in that ancient language. Mm -hmm. So why would Mel Gibson do this? The last 90, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a spoiler here. The last 90 seconds of the movie tell you why, in my view. What happens is in you the, see, he gets away in the last 90 seconds. You see the Spanish ships pull into the bay. Oh yeah, I with remember the that. giant cross on the sails. And, and these Aztecs are, are fixated, they don't know what it is. My theory, as you know, Mel Gibson is a very devout Catholic. Mm -hmm. And my theory is this was his way of telling a hell of an action story, beautiful, but reminding the world, what was it like before Christianity? The absolute slaughter and barbarity, the murder of young people, the, the human sacrifice, whatever your criticisms of the Catholic Church are, it was a thousand times more barbaric before them. That's my theory of why Mel Gibson made that movie. Oh, that does make sense. Why, would, why else would he do yeah, it? Yeah, because that's so big, you see those big ships and you're kind of like- But they're Christian ships and yeah. they got the cross and they got the cross on the sails. That was Mel's way of saying the, the legacy of colonization and religious colonization has been to uplift humanity. And let me tell you a story about slavery that's a, that's a quirky little history. There was slave, there, as you say, there's slavery all around the world. Mm -hmm. There was slavery in Canada, indigenous tribes yeah, having course. other tribes. It was part of economy, it was part of warfare. Slaves everywhere. There was, a, there was Muslim slaves that raided all the way up to the UK, all the way up to Ireland. The, the town of Baltimore, not Baltimore, Maryland, but Baltimore, Ireland, the whole town was kidnapped and taken as white slaves. Wow. But only the United Kingdom, because of their Christianity again, you know, if you, amazing grace, if you know that story, it was the Christians who were the abolitionists. That's what motivated them, because economically, slavery made sense. Yeah, duh, I mean, economically, free labor. it was the Christians labor. who said, yeah. this is wrong, this is wrong. And some court cases said you can't be a slave in the UK, and soon they abolished slavery in the empire, and then they set up something called the West Africa Squadron, where the Royal Navy, for 50 years, patrolled the west of Africa, hunting for slave ships, capturing them, imprisoning the slave traders, and freeing the slaves. No other country in the That's history awesome, of the world has done yeah. that. But here's the last piece of this incredible story. There were slaves throughout the British Empire. And, and they, they could say, look, you said this was legal, so we went and did it. We bought all these slaves. We invested in all these slaves. You can't just say... That's illegal now. We'll be out of business. It, it's sort of like taxi drivers who buy their medallion, I guess. Yeah, in New York City, because they're, yeah. So yeah. you know what the British Empire, British Empire did? They borrowed, in today's funds, a quarter of a trillion dollars. Mm -hmm. And they bought the freedom of every, of every slave in the empire. They borrowed the money, and you know how long it took to repay that quarter trillion loan? How long? I have no idea. It was only repaid in 2015. So, well, they just repaid it, but that's awesome. For, they... for 200 years, years yeah. British taxpayers were paying down the debt to emancipate 
every slave in the empire. Now, critics would say, well, why didn't you give the money to the slaves? Well, because the whole plan, the whole point was yeah, to get well, it done yeah. and to emancipate them. And you could have a civil war, the most costly war in American history in terms of lives. Or, or, you, could, or you could say, we're going to buy the freedom of every slave. And, I'm, and these are these are quirky. Let's be real. Things. Money's fake. I mean, we need it for the economy. But right there, if it saves us lives and we have to pay it on the back end, do it. You're saving lives. No, I mean. you know what? And America, the Civil War, it was fought for a number of reasons. But tell me another country that sacrificed hundreds of thousands of lives to free slaves. China has them. They have slavery. They're in the Uyghur slaves right now. Slaves everywhere. And I say these things to come back to the point about war. War's been going on since time immemorial. By the way, the only reason that there are Arabs in Palestine or Egypt is because Saudi Arabia, which is where Islam started, conquered and colonized. Yep. So how, how far back do we go? Who's the colonizer? The greatest colonial empire out there is Islam. Rome is gone. The British Empire is yeah, gone. Yeah, I would see. But Islam, Egypt used to be a Christian country. Oh, I didn't realize that. Absolute, you're me Egypt used to be a Christian abs- country? Of course it was. Oh, wow. I didn't, that shows you how dumb I am. Islam I wasn't... Uh, Jimmy is a Bible scholar. Jimmy, is that true? Yes. Also... Real, how did, I know, I know Turkey, Ezra wouldn't lie. Turkey, Istanbul Turkey used, to be, used to be Christian? Constantinople, the greatest, yeah. richest, most Christian city in the world, the seat of the Pope. Well, I didn't know any of this. It and was, now, it now was it's the like... world's greatest city for centuries. It was called Constantinople. Wow. And then it was sacked. Ezra, the Turk. someone just commented, never invite this guy to a birthday party. <laughs> what does that mean? You know mean? what? I just, you, you, you brought up Hamas and Israel, and what am I telling all these stories for? I'm telling these stories to tell you that the history of the world is one of blood and war. Yep. That's what, why am I telling you about Pearl Harbor and burning Dresden and, and slaves and, and how horrible the history of the world is? Because I'm telling you that this war between Israel and Hamas is not an innovation. The only innovation is that Israel is trying to minimize civilian casualties. You may be saying not trying hard enough. Trying harder than dropping a nuke over Nagasaki. Well, that's, I think that's what they're going to have to do. I think they're going to have to do something well, like forbid. that. I know. I hope not. Yeah, I'll, I'll cork it. But I'm, listen, I'm here to say that no one wants war. I, I'm not thrilled with the war in Ukraine. I'm not thrilled with the war in, in mm. Gaza. But what do you do when war comes? You try and find peace. I think you can find peace with Putin. I don't think he's a crazy madman. I think he's authoritarian. I think he's probably a murderer. He's an ex-KGB man himself. But I think you can get a peace deal. Can you get a peace deal with Hamas? You never No can. way. You're, you right. You're right. Oh, my gosh. Huge news. $20 super chat. Bad Buddha says solve every problem in the world by sending we, in the we, chat rat money. We, we absolutely. We are going to solve it. Ten no, minutes no. early. We're ten minutes early. No, 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 no. We still have a couple minutes. Now we have to get to the really spicy yeah, part of the, the show. Hard, this is, this the, is the New York Post. They the say... Way. They say, uh, some time ago, a group of extremist students, uh, uh, well, let me see where it says the, the name of the Can you place. look at the screen? Extremist uh, Jewish no, 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 because I'm doing something. Okay, okay, so right here it says, the Shabbat rabbi told the U.S. Post that they had drilled out the parking meters and they dug tunnels so that they could keep all the quarters. What do you say about that? <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> no, I'm kidding about that. What the hell are all these tunnels about? This I know you don't know, but what is going on? the story I have ever heard in mm-hmm. my life. It's got, it's so weird. And until you showed me this just before I sat down here, I had no freaking clue what was going on. But I read that and I know, what, and now I know what's well, going on. It says on. a Jewish fanatic. So is that like a Muslim fanatic? You know, there's, <clears throat> there's this... There's this, uh, different denominations of Jews. Of course. There's some very, very religious who hold ultra, that... Ultra-Orthodox? Yeah, like. who hold that a certain rabbi was almost... Uh, was more than just a mortal, not godlike, but was like a prophet, let's say. Of course, yeah. And so his HQ is sort of like a holy shrine. Yeah. And so they wanted to expand it. That's what I got from reading that news. And, that, and, 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 and really, let's say in New York City, uh, the people say tunnels. There's a lot of holes underground and stuff. Yeah, I know that sounds it's crazy, like the but Ninja Turtles. Well, that's something. what I'm saying. There already kind of are holes. So, so do we have the video? Let's play this video yeah, real quick. Yeah, let's do that. So this is one of the tunnels, supposedly, where there is dirt. And I, I just, I don't know if it's real or fake or disinformation. Like this is what I think. I think this is like almost meant to be kind of anti-Semitic. You did anti-Semitic. You know what I mean? Like they're trying to make. Jews look bad with this story becoming so viral. I, I, I didn't get it at first. I thought maybe, because you know, 
a lot of these, uh, some churches and some synagogues refused to close during COVID. Which I love. Yeah, and so I thought at first, oh, this was so like they could COVID. go to... COVID. And that would be great if that but was the case. that's not what it is. I know, but if that was the case that they did this so they could stay open during the pandemic, no, no that, but it's only I think a year this old. Is, I think these are some, reading that story there, it was a smaller number of folks than I thought. Yeah, it was And it small. sounded like sort of a rogue operation where they wanted to expand. Like if they regard this as like a holy place in New York. Yeah. They wanted to, my understanding is they wanted to expand it. It's bloody weird. People think it's a Jewish Illuminati and doing, you know yeah, what I'm saying? They mean, think, and that's, they think. there's enough crazy uh, I'm one of those crazy crazies. Stuff. I didn't say that. There's but. enough crazy stuff in the world. We've talked about about six crazy things today. Mm -hmm. My what, what I tell our reporters is, there's enough crazy stuff in the world. Cover the crazy stuff that you know is going on. Rather than, I mean, you can talk about speculative yep. theories. But like we know this isn't down. a conspiracy. Come it's on a real stage. Thing. Come on. Hurry, hurry, hurry. So I don't know if you know this right now. This is Darius Goldberg. Darius, tell Ezra, tell Ezra about what you've been doing in New York City. Oh, my God. Digging, digging, digging. <laughs> How about that? You know. Why are you digging down there, Darius? What are you digging for? Did you lose a penny? Yeah. Pennies, nickels, dimes, quarters. <laughs> That's 20s, why you, you know. I was trying to make a Jewish yeah, joke, you know, which yeah. I had the license to do. <laughs> you know? You're allowed to make that joke. I mean, I've, I've been, you know. I thought you were searching for something in particular so down there. Weren't you off. something, Darius Goldberg, weren't you looking for something particular down there that we talked about? Are you nervous to say the punchline? No, <laughs> no it's not even, not. it's not even, it's not even. Uh, I'm not, not, not. Say not what even. you were digging for. This is for. where I get in I was, trouble. I was digging for the biggest glory holes on earth. Oh my Do you know what a God. glory hole is, or do you know what a glory hole no, is? I've never heard that word before, you'll have to tell explain him it. No, I don't know what it is, and I don't want to know. No, okay, well no, I can't tell you because you're too, uh, you know, uh, uh, classy of a ears, guy. My virgin ears have never heard. I want to say something, in America we have these things, they probably have them in Canada too, in adult bookstores where there's a hole in a wall and you don't know who's on the other end of that wall. That's all I'll say, and they're called a glory hole. And Darius goes to these, tell Ezra that he's gonna think we're kidding. Yes, I used Do to I go have to, to hear it. Yes, when did you go to one though? And that, was, that was 94 to 96. For, so there's a whole period of time. After, there's a whole period of time of his life. And then after that, they, they they disappeared. I mean, I'm pretty Thank sure. Thank God. Some and then you were just around, digging. But they went and then underground, you, I heard. Okay. And underground. they went underground. Yeah. Underground means. Okay. And then that's why. See, we had a whole story. He's going to tell you. I visited glory holes in the 90s, and they went underground. Then I started digging underground. Got it. But you can't Got remember it. anything. Every time I teach you something on Craigslist, <laughs> I should have never hired you off of Craigslist. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, Darius, say something funny to Ezra before you go. Nothing racial or anti-Jewish. Just say something positive about him. Yeah, it'd be something positive. Classy guy, smart, classy. Now, you know, now that, that's the punchline. That's the smart. That's the punchline. No, that is not the punchline. <laughs> okay, all right. Now the show's almost over. Get out of here! You did terrible on that. Oh, one. hey, we got it. You we know got what? I, I felt the stress myself. I, I felt the stress. <laughs> I want him stressed. Okay. Uh, so we got a couple more super chats. Uh, yes. Ronnie said Show's almost one. over, Ezra. You oh, almost made God. it. Well, so I, six I, minutes left. I miss. We the second half of the mom super chat got cut out, but she said thank you for making my daughter laugh. We wanted and that's to Miss Sullivan. Yeah, yes. we love Miss Sullivan. And then we thank got you. another one from Kato Swiss. Ezra is beyond awesome. Oh, that's friendly. Ezra is awesome, Thanks, mom. Okay, so now let's <laughs> let's kind of wrap up this whole entire interview. Tell us what the hell is happening with Rebel. What's going on? You know, what's the latest? What's sure. the latest scuttle about I you mean, doing? Rebel is uh, we're. We're independent citizen journalists. Sometimes we try and be funny too. Gavin McInnes, who I know awesome. is a friend of yours, yeah. he he probably did 200 videos with us mm -hmm. uh, until he was uh, stolen away by uh, you know bigger fish here in America. But he he did great work with us. He really uh, helped make our name. Gavin loves you. He told me all about how you guys went to Israel and how it was a crazy time. You and know, can you imagine that guy <laughs> in Israel? The things he said. I bet he was actually pretty fun. You know, he, you know, he's he's really he's awesome. He's actually taught me a lot about Israel. But this is the other thing about Gavin. When I hang out with him him and I spoke at Penn State and it got shut down this girl spit on me it was a big viral thing then him and I went back when we went back Gavin stayed out till three in the morning hanging out with college kids I was there too because you know like the young yeah. kids part of the organization at like midnight I'm like I'm going to the hotel how are you still hanging out with these kids Gavin's like no we're gonna go to some college house party I'm like are you serious there was a terrorist attack in Paris almost 10 years ago I went with Gavin 
And to save costs, it's very expensive. We shared a hotel room. Yeah. Oh my God, was that a mistake? I stayed. We're saving two hundred bucks. I, I stayed up till three a.m. I was so afraid to yeah. close my eyes before I knew he was really asleep. I was afraid he was going to do something terrible to me. <laughs> I was, but anyway, I went out to do some journalism. I come back. Our hotel room is packed with. There's got to be. 30 young Parisians, 100 bottles of liquor, and he's just telling tall tales from Vice. I thought, who the hell are all these people? What are they doing in our hotel room? He just invites random just, people you know to what? the hotel. I, I think they were the Paris Bureau of Vice. They wanted to hear stories from one of the founders. They wanted to hear the That's dirt. what he does with Proud Boys. Oh, my gosh. When he has these Proud Boys, they'll come to our events, and he sits there and holds court. That's what it's like. Yeah. But it, it's a, it is, you know what? It's fun. It is and fun. And he is, you know, he's an old man now. He's more than half a century. Yeah, but, he acts but he's like still he's, pretty. Cool. He's, he's very so cool. Gavin McInnes is cooler than me because he wants to be cool. Like, he's hip. I he's... went to a concert with him the other day. He wore a tuxedo. He told me he was going to do it. I thought, what are you doing? But you know what? It worked. What did, what did y'all go? Y'all went to the Went to Morrissey. Oh, Morrissey. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, no. I'm telling you, I, Gavin and I have had a lot of fun. He's one of the he's best. He's genius. But, but it's funny you say that hotel thing because, Jimmy, you don't have any of these pictures, but Jimmy and I just had to share a hotel in Iowa. And, Jimmy, Tell him, he went out till 2 in the morning, so I had an early flight. We got done. We were on the campaign trail with Vivek Ramaswamy, working our ass off. Jimmy, how many miles did we drive that day? I mean, well over, like, a couple hundred. We were in the car he, for about seven hours. Nearly 600. He, he's, a, he's an unstoppable machine, Ramaswamy. He does, like, 10 events a day. Oh, and that's what he did. We went to six different events. And, then, and we also, and that was my point earlier, you know, we talked about Iowa. We covered a school shooting, so we were on top of that. So yeah. we, we had a long, long day. After his last event, well, by the time we got back, it was 11.45, and uh, Vivek was, we, we were been in contact with his team. He wasn't even done. He hadn't even gotten back yet. So we beat Vivek. We get to the hotel room. We're staying at a beautiful Holiday Inn with a free breakfast. And, you know, I mean, it was actually, it was okay. But Holiday Inn in Des Moines, Iowa, you know, you know how that goes. My point is, it wasn't that bad. Jimmy gets back. He says, oh, I need to go out. Jimmy, tell Ezra what you proceeded to do. He made the cringiest content. What did you yeah, do, it was, Jimmy? It was bad. I thought I was going to have a wild night, and I did, but it was me sitting in the same chair for like four hours at this dive bar. But I met some people who really hated Blaze Media. And yeah, they hated Steve, Steve Deese. But, but here's the reason they hated Steve Deese. It wasn't political. It's because he lives in Iowa but roots for Michigan football. They think he's the biggest traitor because of that. That does so sound I said, like a cool night. That does, no, that but does this, sound like an awesome night. Yeah. It, it was a fun night for him, but so I took, I took, I had the 5.45 a.m. flight out, right? So that's when it was taking off. So I had to get to the airport at 4.15, whatever, to get to the security. When he gets in, he gets in at 2.45. I was waking up to go to the airport. It was the worst wake-up well, I've ever had. Uh, you know, Alex, I just remember I walk in, I was trying to be quiet, and you go, what the fuck, Jimmy? <laughs> That's all I remember. Is that all I said? Is yeah, what yeah. The... You, it was right before you were alarmed, but you said, what the fuck, Jimmy? Yeah, because my alarm was set for 3 a.m. You got in at 2. But what took you 45 minutes to get back from the bar? That just seems a little um, suspect. I it's a long, basically the bartender was a little concerned for me, so they let me stay after closing and gave me water. So you were so drunk that yes. they needed to sober you up at the bar. Yeah, because I told them all that I was out because I had a newborn baby he and my does. first Ezra, night he's out. He's a new father. He's a 45-day-old so baby. Out because you have a newborn yeah, baby. Yeah, it was that, my first is night that a thing? I know that's. And, and listen to this. One of his first posts, there's a bar here in Dallas called the Katy Trail Ice House. It's one of the most popular bars. Like, it literally monthly in alcohol sales, it's one of the top bars. And Jimmy posts a goofy picture, and I thought he actually took his baby to this bar, but it was outside. There's a Katy Trail ice house. He was walking on the Katy Trail. But his baby is 30 days old, and he took a picture of his baby outside of a bar, trying to insinuate that he's taking his little daughter uh, to a bar oh, at 30 days well, old. Well, actually, Ezra, I have, this is a really quick story. But, oh, like, God. No, this be was quick. Hurry. You know, it was the show. It was like three weeks after she was born, and it's a Christmas pop-up bar season. So my wife and I go in a weekday at like four where there's nothing to get some Christmas cocktails. We wore Christmas outfits. We sit down. We order food. A baby's asleep. And then the owner comes up to us and says, um, this is a bar. You can't have a baby here. Yeah. So we got kicked out of the bar because my baby's fake was not convincing. You should not be bringing babies to a bar, Jimmy, under any circumstance. You're going to get your baby. Well, was it like in a baby Bjorn sort of baby? No, is it? A, I mean, uh, that it was, might be it, it sense. It's like the baby was drinking. Yeah, I presume. Like she I wasn't hope, even going to get that drunk. Yeah, like, but I don't want to be in a bar and have to look at Jimmy's dumb baby the whole damn time. I want to look at like a hot babe, not an actual baby. All right. So, <laughs> I mean, damn. All right, now, folks.
We said last night on our episode that I was going to get shot with a paintball gun if we broke over 200,000 subscribers. Last night, because of all you great chat rats, we did break the 200K threshold. But unfortunately, the paintball gun that I ordered on Amazon.com, and I messaged Jeff Bezos about this personally, did not come in time. But Tuesday, I'm going to have on a jock strap, and I'm going to let every single person in the crew shoot me with it, including Darius is going to get some shots, so he'll get some payback. So on Tuesday, for all of you chat rats that are in the chat that are mad that I didn't get shot today, Tuesday is Judgment Day. I'm taking these paintballs straight to the derriere. <laughs> now, Ezra, thank you for being such a great guest. It wasn't that bad, was it? It wasn't that bad at all. I'm going to get in trouble, but not bad. You're going to get a little trouble. Not as bad as David Menzies' trouble, though. You're not going to get that big of trouble. Thanks for having me. Ezra, we love Ezra. Uh, caption contest oh, winner. Yeah. Who won the caption contest? Jimmy writing his wish list <laughs> to Santa. I won number two. Was that actual? Did you yeah. rig this? You didn't rig it, did you? I did not rig it. They won by about 10 percentage points. It was one and two were the overwhelming favorites. All right. Now, guys, we end the show the same way every time with a freestyle finale. Darius, come out here and sing a song for Ezra. Come on. Sing Ezra a song. Hurry. Not a lot, Darius. Come on. Not a lot, Darius. Hurry. Sing him a song. <laughs> Don't call him the N-word. We're going to get a strike. Do not say the N-word to Ezra. You're going to get us a strike. All right, guys. This is, this is Darius. He's, he's my co-host. We love you, Darius. Go follow Ezra. We love Ezra. We love Rebel News. Guys, this has been a pimp on a blimp. Prime time with Alex Stein. We love you. Thank you for subscribing. Hit the like button. Peace and good night.